You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by a pastor on staff here at East Coast Christian Center. What up, everybody? I am excited. This is Pastor David. We are going to be jumping into the Old Testament today, Zechariah 6. Man, there is some good stuff in this chapter. And if you're new to the Morning Breath program, whether it's through the radio or through podcast, what we do is we read a chapter of God's Word the night before. We read it the next morning. We go to our Merida Island location, and then we talk about it. We let the Spirit just breathe in the conversation. It is probably the highlight of my week. I love it. Um, I absolutely love doing it. Always with a co-host, usually myself and Pastor Dan, on on this Thursday morning when we gather. But today I'm here with one of the coolest future bride-to-be's. She is the director of our apprenticeship program, and she is a key person in the Avenue Worship Center, one of our locations. So Hannah Siemens, how are you doing? Woohoo! I'm so glad to be here. Thanks so much. (laughs) What's what's going on? What's what's exciting in your life right now? Well, I'm about 64-ish days until the wedding and so um, I'm feeling lots of different feelings but one knowing that uh, God is with me in this process so praise the Lord I'm not doing this alone. (laughs) I'm only scared when I see calm brides. I'm not like if the bride is not like no I need more time and more money. I'm like oh okay cool that's normal. Um, Amen you hearing that Lord. (laughs) Yeah she does a lot around here just in case you're not familiar with her voice. Um, She's a graduate of our apprenticeship program and she did two years. She also has a bachelor degree um, from University of South Florida in public relations. She is incredible. She also has a degree from um, ECCU, the Bible College here at East Coast Christian Center. So she is definitely not a novice to the Word of God, nor to leadership, nor to helping build God's kingdom. And I, I say all that to say that because we're going to be jumping into some pretty, um, pretty Old Testament stuff here, and, and we're going to need a trusted guide, and we're, we're going to kind of walk through the 15 chapters that Zechariah pinned down in his sixth chapter of his book. But to help us out more, um, Hannah, will you get us, will you let everybody know how to get plugged in with East Coast, with all the stuff going on yeah, at East Coast? of course. So we have an incredible app. It's our East Coast app. Or you can go to ECCC.us for info, events, past sermons, and morning breath episodes. So there's incredible content on there. I highly recommend getting that app. Um, we also have a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, and um, there also is an incredible woman at the, our front desk named Miss Ernestine. So if you have any questions, um, feel free to give us a call at 321-452-1060, and she will point you in the right direction. Um, we will also email and mail you with more information about all things East Coast. Come on, absolutely. And another thing that's going to be happening here shortly is we're having our Christmas Eve services. Christmas Eve is right around the corner. I think it's like seven or so days away. Whoa. And um, Next Friday. I know. Oh, shoot. I know. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> and uh, so we um we got services at all of our locations multiple times built to fit Avenue. your family. Come on, check out the Avenue <laughs> Worship Center. We got a 4 o'clock and a 530. I believe the Parkway in Merritt Island matches that. I know Vieira always brings an incredible, incredible Christmas Eve service, and Coco is nothing to turn your head away from. They bring their A-game, too. So go to our website, check out the times for each of our locations. We do have child care for three and under at all of the services, and it is really just a family event. The service is about one hour long. It's not going to be super brutal or anything like that. For anybody that's maybe unchurched or has family members that haven't been to church in a while and they're a little apprehensive about going. But once again, we do want you to kind 
trying to get tickets for it. This way we know how many people are going to what location. So we can just make sure there's enough seating and everything's comfortable and relaxed while well, we all worship God on Christmas Eve. So I tell you what, Hannah, are you ready to do this? Oh, yeah. All right, Zachariah. I tell you, there's only 15 verses and there's a lot of hard names. And I'd rather have you look silly than me. <laughs> so why don't you read the whole chapter. You good All with that? Right, I well, am. Well then, ma'am, I say to you, read, ma'am. All right, I'm reading from ESV today. Zechariah 6, a vision of four chariots. Again, I lift my eyes and saw, and behold, four chariots came out from between two mountains, and the mountains were mountains of bronze. The first chariot had red horses, the second black horses, the third white horses, and the fourth chariot dappled horses, all of them strong. Then I answered and said to the angel who talked with me, What are these, my Lord? And the angel answered and said to me, These are going out to the four winds of heaven after presenting themselves before the Lord of all the earth. The chariot with the black horse goes towards the north country. The white ones go after them, and the dappled ones go towards the south country. When the strong horses came out, they were impatient to go and patrol the earth. And he said, Go patrol the earth. So they patrolled the earth. Then he cried to me, Behold, those who go towards the north country have set my spirit at rest in the north country. And the word of the Lord came to me. Take from the exiles Heldai, Tobijah, and Jediah, and have arrived from Babylon, and go the same day to the house of Josiah, the son of Zephaniah. Take from them silver and gold, and make a crown, and set it on the head of Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the high priest, and say to him, Thus says the Lord of hosts, Behold, the man whose name is the branch, for he shall branch out from his place, and he shall build the temple of the Lord. It is he who shall build the temple of the Lord, and shall bear royal honor, and shall sit and rule on his throne. And there shall be a priest on his throne, and the council of peace shall be between them both. And the crown shall be in the temple of the Lord as a reminder to Helam, Tobijah, Jediah, and Hen, the son of Zephaniah. And those who are far off shall come and help to build the temple of the Lord. And you shall know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. And this shall come to pass, if you will diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God. Amen. Uh, man. <laughs> man, I tell you what, this opens up and we get a vision right out the gate. In case you didn't know, uh, Zechariah, his his whole entire book is filled with visions. He has um, eight visions, actually, I believe, overall in his book. The book is, is um, 14 chapters long. He has about eight visions, I would say, and they all kind of are, are growing on each other to give one main underlining theme and that God is rebuilding his temple. He is restoring his people. And what's happening is that he is answering now. God is bringing to fulfillment the return of his people from captivity. So what you're, how this, how this and why this matters to us, one of the areas of why Zechariah 6 matters in our life is you might be going through a long spell, and I don't mean like witchcraft spell, I mean like a long time period where you don't really feel God, or you maybe don't don't know if God's still with you, or, or you're starting to doubt a little bit, or times have been tough and you haven't seen any big blessings or any big breakthroughs or anything like that. Well, they've been spent 70 years as slaves, and they are now about to come out of that captivity, and we're about to see all of the breakthrough happen. We're right on the cusp of that. And I want to encourage you right now is that, you know, the picture of these chariots, 
going out in these different directions is definitely a, for me, a big factor. Like, man, I can trust God, that God is is building his kingdom, that God's will is still being advanced on this earth, that God is not dormant. He is not an absentee parent just hoping I figure out how to make him happy. But instead, he is aggressively moving forward with his plan. And for me to be a part of that plan, I've got to trust his ways. If you want to walk in God's will, you've got to walk in God's ways. And that that's a big area of trust. Trust for me, it's for me, it's the one. It's it's not being in control. Right? Like I, I'm that like I'm that alpha personality. I like to kick open the door. I like to let everybody know I'm in charge. You know, and and then start going. Let's 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 kick the tires and light the fires. Let's do this. Um, but the truth is, I'm not in charge really, and I'm not really in control. And and I've got to have peace with that. And I've got to know who is in control. And I know I have to know who actually calls the chariots out and has the perfect assignment out here on earth. Hannah, what about you? Where do, where do you need to like, you know, we're in two different seasons of life, you know, um, you know, like we talked about, you know, you're you're entering a whole new season uh, of life. Where do you feel you're like, man, I need I need to trust God in these areas. Uh, I would just say in everyday life, at every single moment, I need to trust that the spirit is moving. And when we read scripture like this, this isn't from like hundreds of thousands of years in the past or for hundreds and thousands of years in the future. It's for here and now in these moments that we need to trust that the spirit is moving and that God has heavenly hosts patrolling all of the earth to patrol like to do his work, not just in the north, not just in the south, not just here in the United States, but literally all over the world and in our individual and personal worlds, Mm -hmm. the spirit is moving. And so knowing that in confidence and being bold, like as if I am leading a horse and chariots, like that is how we need to spread the name of Jesus. Come on. So that's good. I like that. I like the perspective of lot of like, you know, I find that breakthrough happens often in the form of other people. Not rarely do baby angels come down with keys to brand new trucks, you know, or boats or houses. Oftentimes it's a relationship with other people. And I'm not hear me now. I'm not saying networking. I'm absolutely not saying that. But God uses people to get his breakthrough and his blessing here on earth. And that's why a relationship with God is so important. That's why trusting God is so important. That's also why we can't, that's why love thy neighbor as thyself is so important because it keeps you connected to other people. And there hits a point in your life where you actually get more of a blessing by being the blessing in somebody else's life. When I was 25, man, I need some doors kicked open for me at 25. My back was in against the wall. I was in a tight place. I did not, I I mean, I did not have a wing or a prayer. I was dead in the water. And there came some people in my life that gave me a hand up. They gave me a hand out. They kicked doors open for me. They closed stupid doors for me and got me to a place where I could have an authentic relationship with Jesus. So, so now for me, it's more of a blessing for me to be able to do that in other people's lives. I get such a great joy in that in, in, in my life to be able to say, hey, listen, I've been able to put this together for you and, and do that. And that really comes with, you know, having this concept that God is, is moving, the Spirit is moving. And it's not always mystical weirdness. It's just really the Holy Spirit speaking to someone's heart on your behalf. 
Yeah. God's, God's bragging about you. How crazy is that? He's like, see that, see that crazy girl with the tassel earrings? She's about to get married. Go bless her. Or go do this. <laughs> or go do that. And it's like, man. But here, there's another part I want to like chomp at real quick. I know I've been talking for a bit. And I'm about to kick it back over to you, Hannah. But this picture of the crowning of Jeshua, of Joshua, if you have your Bible, get read to you like I do for the Version app. Um, this is a million percent a picture of Jesus. Okay, and once again, this is actually a from the Lord to to uh, Zechariah, and it talks about a crown of silver and gold. So it's royal, it's valuable, and it's being placed on his head. He is going to sit on the throne as the king, but also rule as high priest. We know that Jesus was the high priest and the king of kings. Okay, we know that also Mary came from the uh, Levitical order of the priest. Joseph came from the tribe of Judah, the lineage of the king. So right there, it's showing this this coming down into the picture. What I love is when it says he will serve as the priest from his throne and there will be perfect harmony between his two roles. Hmm. And for me, that's more of my goal in life than... Um, than like some materialistic possessions. And I know that sounds really cliche. It really does. Like perfect harmony or perfect peace. Um, when you see the word perfect, oftentimes in the Old Testament, that in uh, a Hebrew or an Israelite person, when they would say perfect, they would not mean flawless. They actually mean mature. So what it's saying is here that there is actually a mature harmony, a wisdom and a like a peace a uh, between... A priest from his throne, there will be a perfect harmony between his two roles. So that means that you are able to, here's how it looks for us as New Testament believers. I'm able to have peace in my life because I'm able to be a king. I'm able to run my finances. I'm able to make sure my kids have a good education, that my wife is provided for, the church is growing, that, and all the other things that come with the nuts and bolts of day-to-day -day life. But I'm also able to spiritually grow and walk with God in the cool of the days and be able to just, just be able to extend my worship to him and help other people extend their authentic love and worship to him and be able to love people where they're at. And that's the role of a priest and that's the role of a king two separate assignments. You know, the king worries about the army where the priest worries about the people. And um, this works in perfect harmony in your life. And that's one area where for me that I know that I've got to have Jesus on the throne because if Jesus ain't on the throne in my life, I lose peace, man. Tell you what, Hannah, what do you think? man? What what helps you have peace in your life? What steals maybe peace from your life? Um, I like that you mentioned the throne. Sometimes I just need to remind myself, like, Jesus is on the throne, and so I can have peace. And there's also, I believe, like, a throne on our hearts, where if we allow Jesus to sit on the throne of our hearts, then we can have peace because he's also the priest. And I thought, oh, peace and priest, they sound similar. And that means, like, as the priest, he's the advocate. He's speaking on behalf of our concerns and our worries and um, all that troubles us in our everyday life. And he speaks for us and brings it to the Lord. And with that, he, like, reigns peace over our hearts and over our souls and over our situations. And so it says that he is the branch who is like branches out from Come his place. On. So he branches out from that throne and like covers our lives, covers our situations. And ultimately he's bringing peace, but also 
building his church, building the temple of the Lord, which means that like we together, all of us are his church. And so ultimately spreading his peace to advance the kingdom, to build his church, to glorify God is the ultimate goal. And so if I'm worrying about the things in my life, then ultimately I'm being selfish and I'm not like in agreement with him wanting to build his church because I should have peace and I should continue to spread that peace among those around me. That's so good because it is true. When you're consumed by the worry of how certain stuff's going to happen, it's hard to get the clarity for what you need to do. And I find that for myself is that oftentimes, and it doesn't have to be the most important thing, but something will grab my attention. And it's that's why talking to people, uh, wise counsel, uh, uh, talking to people about your marriage, healthy people, people that love Jesus, people that are spirit filled, having that wise counsel in your life is so important because they can they can be listening with the ears of the Holy Spirit to put it in kind of a like a like a little bit of a weird term there, but like to give a a, a reference to it that they can say, hey, whoa, whoa, I, man, every time every time you talk about you know, your, your spouse, buddy, I hear that it's kind of like negative. Like, I feel like maybe you're like pre-charged yourself for, you know, your marriage and, and negativity and they're able to help you out and maybe point some stuff out that you're like, wow, I didn't see that. That is draining me. And that, that is hurting me because where, where you lose that harmony is it, what happens is in your own mind, because you think that you're always a normal person that then you are under the impression that all your thoughts are normal thoughts. So then whatever thought hits your head, you might entertain it as healthy or practical, but that's not the truth, especially not in this time frame of coming out of this the COVID season and just the inundation of so much social media from so many people that we need to take a step back sometimes and say, no, Jesus, what are you saying and what are you doing? All right, because I don't have peace. I don't have harmony in my life. And I know that now we, we know that we're not talking about a life without trials and tribulations. All right. Actually, James says we're to, to be glad in our trials. So we're not talking about a pain-free life, people. Peace and a pain-free happiness are not the same thing. Um, but that's super important is that we have to realize that who sits on the throne and that we need to get around people. We need to be able to talk, join a small group, Join a small group. On Sunday morning, you are never going to be able to just blurt out your questions and share your feelings. But in a small group, you can totally do that. So go to our website and check out what small groups we got going, especially coming around the first of the year here soon. Plug into a small group. Get into a Devo. Have a time, a coffee time once a week with another believer so you can talk about what's going on in your head and in your heart. Um, one last part here as we're about to wrap up and close out is, you know, he goes through all of this about establishing who this, the, the Messiah would be. Matter of fact, before I even get to, it, I want to say you pointed out the branch. I love that because as Zachariah was writing this, I bet the Holy Spirit was smiling because he was like, yeah, my boy, John, and about like, you know, a couple hundred years is going to write about the same thing. But Jesus is going to tell him, hey, my father is the vine and I am the branch mm-hmm. and all the good fruit that happens through you is from me. And when you, my word abides in you and you abide in me and he'd say powerful things like, like, I love you the way my father loves 
loves me and abide in my love. And, and just John 15, John 14, John 14 through 17, where Jesus is just like really just like bringing to life this full picture of having a life with Jesus is so beautiful. And it, that really is kind of like a foreshadowing of what, what Jesus is about to do by calling him the branch there. I also want to say this, the last line I have in my NLT, last scripture says this, people will come from distant lands to rebuild the temple of the Lord. They will have to make a move. Look at that. The people have to make a move. You have to make a move. All right. You cannot just wait on God to do everything. You have to be able to put action towards something. And when this happens, you will know my messages have been from the Lord of heaven's armies. All this will happen if you carefully obey what the Lord God says. We can't just be people led by emotion. We can't be people led by trends. We can't be people led by any other thing but besides the word of God. All right. We have got to do what God says. When we walk in what God says, we see the breakthrough that he has coming for us. That's good. So it's like, you know, for me, I I constantly have to renew my mind and make sure that I don't allow my charge forward, like, I don't know, attitude to like steamroll over people that um, to be meek in heart and that Jesus uses two adjectives to describe himself in all of, all of the new Testament. He says he is gentle and he says that he is humble of heart. So I'm like, man, if Jesus describes himself as that, I want to describe myself as that. <clears throat> and that's what that's in the word of God. So I'm going to apply it to my life. Hannah, what about you in this last little moment? See, we got about a minute and a half. We got to go to a break. How do, you, how do you like to be obedient? What, what jumps out with this portion to you? Uh, what jumped out was it says, diligently obey the voice of the <clears throat> Lord your God. And I noticed that sometimes um, people say, I don't know if I'm hearing the voice of the Lord. I don't know if I actually hear him speak. And it's like the word right here before us, this Bible is the voice of the Lord your God. And so if you think about like doing soap, for example, scripture, observation, application, prayer, Pastor Chris said, how about sopapa, which is adding practice to the end. And so what you read in the Bible, you can put into practice. And that is how you can diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God. Come on, that's good. And that's really kind of where the rubber hits the road because when when we take God's word lightly, then it's really hard for us to, to apply it. But when we take it seriously, we put it in the center of our life, we get to see the fruit from it. Now for me, it's like if it's outside the word of God, I don't know if I want to be a part of it. You know, I'm like, hold on a second. Even too, what I do in my life, I want to see it align up with scripture. But you know what, guys, we're going to take a break here for a moment. When we come back, Hannah's going to close us out with some epic final thoughts. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us.
Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too big or too small. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Find them online at ineedafence.com. The New Thing Youth Church is a generation of students destined to change the world through God's power and love. If you're between 7th and 12th grade, join us every week for fun, relationships, and the Word of God. The New Thing Youth Church meets at the Parkway Worship Center every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. and Sunday night at Vieira High School at 6 p.m. Check out our TNT Youth Church app for more details. For over 30 years, Cabron Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabron Air will take care of it. Their phone number is 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or find them online at cabron.com. Customer satisfaction is their top priority. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. At East Coast Christian Academy, our mission is to create a space where children will thrive, and we believe they grow best in a safe, clean, Christ-centered environment. We're passionate about showing the love of Jesus to children in our community and helping them become everything God has called them to be. At East Coast Christian Academy, we are all about family. We work hard to foster a culture and environment of positive attitudes and teamwork. And we provide flexible schedule options for team members who have their own busy family lives. Do you have experience in early childhood educational environments in the heart for the next generation? If so, we have room on the team for you. Find out more about joining our academy team online at eccc.us slash academy or call us at 321 453 Kids. That's 321-453-5437. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. All right, we are back. Hannah, go ahead and give us the final thoughts. All right, all right. So I just... um. I did need this reminder today that the Spirit is indeed moving in not only my life, but your life as well. Um, And He's with us in even these moments where we're listening to Morning Breath or we're here talking about Scripture. Um, I just want to say that if you draw near to God, He will draw near to you. And so it's those moments where if you ask you will receive. And if you seek, you will find. And if you knock, the door will be opened unto you. But a lot of the time we find ourselves forgetting almost to ask, seek, and knock. And so today I just encourage you to draw near to God because you are not alone. 
and peace is for you. Jesus is for you. Whatever that, whatever background you come from or whoever you are, peace is for you today and right now, even in the storm. Um, he will calm that and he can calm that and he wants to calm that for you because obedience starts with just one yes at a time, knowing that he is fundamentally good and he is indeed known to be faithful. Come on, that is so good. I tell you what, I'm a dad when a kid sits on my lap. They might not say, they might not like that when I tell them they have to brush their teeth and eat breakfast, but I always love drawing near them. God's the same (laughs) way. I love what you said. All right, guys, we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Be blessed. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.